You're listening to another hope-filled podcast from Life. For more information about our church, visit lifenz.org. Singing those songs, I am a child of God. I am who you say that I am. I am chosen, not forsaken. I wonder what our week would look like if that was more than a song on a Sunday morning. But it was a revelation in our life that when I walked into the week, I am who you say that I am. Not who my past says that I am and not even who my balance sheet the scorecard. I tried a few things, they didn't work out. I'm not that, but I'm chosen. I'm not forsaken. I am who you say that I am. Not who social media says that I am. Not who culture says that I am. Not what the latest trend says I should be. I am who you say that I am. And this year we've declared the theme over this year, overcome. And I am convinced the only way we can overcome is when we discover who God says that I am. That I am not my current challenge and I'm not my current circumstance. I am who God says that I am. I just came back from doing a leaders weekend from a, for a friend of mine and the last 18 months for him and his church have been horrific. I don't know if you were aware, if you were around, there was a, uh, a young youth pastor that got struck by lightning and passed away. And it was a two-year anniversary just last month. Chris Guglamucci, this was my friend's youth pastor. Six months later, his wife had a cancer scare and had to have biopsies and all sorts of treatments. And two weeks after that, he was in hospital on his deathbed on life support because a valve of his heart blew out and got infection into it and all that sort of stuff. And I I heard him on the weekend as he opened this leaders weekend that I was there to be a part of. And he made this statement. He said, church, we are not what 2016 did to us. We are what God has for us in the future. I am who he says that I am. Friend, do you know who God says that you are? Today, we're going to take communion. Do you know what communion is? Communion is not some religious tick the box and it's not some ritual that we go to to appease God. Communion is a reminder of what God thinks of us, that He gave everything, that Jesus gave His life so that we could live the life that God created us for. I am who He says that I am in a year of overcoming. You know, last year, Judah... Uh, my son signed up for soccer that some genius thought it'd be a great idea to be at 8am every Saturday morning in winter. That's awesome. No, great idea. Really good job. No, awesome. Well planned. Uh, so anyway, so I turn up for, it felt like about 47 years at 8am on a Sunday morning, a Saturday morning uh, to play soccer. You know who was more pumped and more aggressive than the kids on the soccer field? The parents on the side of the field. 
Like you would think their retirement is depending on it. For some of them, it is probably like them. You are my retirement plan. I'm not saving. I'm giving you. You're it. I'm, you're going all the way to Europe to play soccer because I'm going to retire off you. And they are screaming and shouting. There's this kid on Judah's team who was the most intense kid. Of, like I was scared of him. He's seven years old. Scared of him. Like you got this look on his face. And if a kid on his team made a mistake, he would go up and berate them. You should have passed it over here and you shouldn't have been over there and would berate them. I got to know his dad. I'm like, oh, I know why you're like that because you are like that. You know what communion says? Communion says I can be like my father in heaven. Religion won't change the way I do life. Relationship will change the way I do life. Jesus died not for me, but as me. So the old man could be gone. And the one that God wants to to bring to the surface could begin to live in and through me. Communion says I can be different. I can change. I can move forward. Romans 8 says this, For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if the spirit, but if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as le- are led by the spirit, they will be sons of God. Do you know? Do you know what communion is? It's a decision point. What's going to lead me? Who's going to have access to me? Who am I going to give authority in my thinking and in my decision making to? Romans 8.15 says this, For you did not receive a spirit of bondage again, but you received a spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. That word Abba in the original Greek literally is Daddy. God, God at the centre of our universe is not a judge. At the centre of our universe is not an arbitrary force that wants to inflict things on humanity. At the centre of our universe is a father, a daddy, a God who wants good things for his kids. The way we cry out, Abba, Father, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. If children, then heirs. Heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ Jesus. If we suffer with Him, then we also may be glorified together. Friend, you know how we're going to overcome in 2018? By having a greater relational reliance on who Jesus is and who He wants to do. By getting a greater revelation of who we are joint heirs with. I met this guy over the weekend. He's uh, uh, Him and his wife adopted two Chinese girls and bought them to Adelaide to live with them. They are now I think 15 and 16 or something like that but they got them when they were babies still in nappies so they've been with them for so long and I, every time I go over there I talk to him, hey how are your daughters doing and how's it going and he lights up and his eyes light up, he's like they're doing so well and he talks about them and he made this comment, he goes yeah but my other kids weren't that happy when we adopted them I'm like what do you mean your other kids weren't that happy he's like because their inheritance just went down by 50% He said it jokingly, but I thought about that. Jesus was not just happy 
for us to be adopted into His family. Jesus gave His life so that we could be adopted into His family and share in the inheritance that is His. All that the Father has, Jesus has access to. And now because of this moment, all that Jesus has access to, we have access to. Friend, if you've got stuff to overcome in 2018, it's not on your ability, it's on what you have access to. Authority is limited to what I have access to. A few years ago, we were trying to buy a house, Amanda and I. So we uh, worked some deals and got as best we could a deposit together. So we'd turn up to house auctions. And you know what happened every time? Some stinking kid with rich parents... Honestly, two times, she's not here. Honest, two times we'd turn up to an auction and some kid with rich parents would just sit there and outbid. He had the authority to purchase way above what I had because he had access to something greater than I do. Listen, in your life, there is nothing that has more authority than your Father in heaven and you have access to all authority. So through this moment, you can stand there and say, it doesn't matter what I face, I can overcome. Yeah. Do you know that all of the Old Testament leads us to the cross? And today in this moment, I want to remind us what we have access to as we remember Jesus. Matthew 27, 45 says this, now from the sixth hour, it's, this is the account of when Jesus gave His life and hung on a cross. Now from the sixth hour until the ninth hour, there was darkness over all the land. And in the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? For the first time in all of eternity, God the Son and God the Father were separated. Because the Bible says that us, humanity, have shortcomings and sins that would separate us from God. And Jesus loved us so much and wanted me to be and you to be adopted into the family so much that He hung on that cross and took everything that would separate me from God and took it upon Himself so that no longer would I be separated from God, but I would have access to God because everything that would separate me has an answer and His name is Jesus. In this moment, you can say, sin, you can't separate me from God. Shortcomings, you can't separate me from God. Failure, you can't separate me from God. In this moment, let's remember, we have access to the Creator of the heavens and the earth. Nothing can separate you from God. Romans says, no height, no depth, not life, nor death, not angels, nor demons. Nothing can separate you. No challenges in the future, no challenges in the present. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Number one, let's remember this morning, we got access. When was the last time you woke up midweek and remembered, I've got access to God? Secondly, verse 50, Jesus said, it says of Jesus that He cried out again with a loud voice. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn from two, from top to bottom. The earthquake and the rocks were split and the graves were opened and many bodies who had fallen asleep were raised up. First of all, 
I've jumped my point right here. First of all, we've got acceptance. Second of all, we have access. The Bible says that the veil was torn from top to bottom. Do you know that in those days there was a temple and the temple had certain segments in it. And depending on who you were in society, you had to be part of one race to start with, but depending on who you were in that race, in the class system and the role system, would determine how close you got to the Holy of Holies, which was the inner sanctum of the temple. And in that Holy of Holies was the ark, and the ark represented the very presence of God. And one man once a year would go through a curtain into the very presence of God. And the Bible says that through what Jesus did, when He gave His life, God Himself tore the the curtain that restricted His presence and restricted who would go in. And God, in tearing the curtain, said no longer one man once a year, but any man at any time has access to my presence. Any man, any woman, any child at any time, through Jesus, has access to my presence. When was the last time you accessed what Jesus died to give you access to? You don't need to do life alone. You don't need to figure it all out. You're accepted by God. You have access to God. And thirdly, the Bible says, so when the centurion and those with him were guarding Jesus, they saw the earthquake and the things that had happened. They feared God greatly and they said, truly, this was the Son of God. Do you know, in this moment, we remember where our authority comes from. We are accepted, we have access, and we remember in this moment where our authority comes from. Can I be honest with you? If the authority of me living an overcoming life is based on my ability and who I am, I'm not going to overcome any more in 2018 than I did in 2017. But He overcame so we could overcome. He gives us authority. Imagine being at an auction. Imagine being in a situation where all of a sudden the outcome isn't dependent on your resources, but the outcome is dependent on heaven's resources. How different does that look? How different can the outcome be? So here's the question I have for us as the team comes. Here's the question I have for us. What have we experienced through what we remember today? What access have we experienced? What feeling of acceptance have we experienced? And what authority do we walk in? Not what authority do we ethereally believe that we have. What difference does it make in my Monday through Sunday life? the authority of God. Because friends, we haven't signed up for religion. We've signed up for relationship. And the Bible says that Jesus gave His life so that I can be adopted in and cry out, Abba, Father. I started this whole message saying, I know a kid. And when I see him and when I meet the Father, I go, I know where that kid comes from. You know what this reminds me of every time I remember him? That the more I place myself here, the more I walk into the future and the more I want 
want people to look at me and go, you remind me of Jesus. You remind me of the Father. Why? Because I become more like Him. I'm adopted into His family. My thinking is shaped by Him. My decisions are shaped by Him. Why? Because I am accepted. I have access. And He gives me authority. My prayer, our prayer, is that as we take communion together, we get a fresh revelation of what this means. This isn't a religious moment. This is often, as often as I do this, Jesus, I'm going to remember you. And through you, I'm accepted. I am who he says I am. I have access to my Father. I'm not isolated. Not one man once a year. Any man, any time. Any lady, any time. Any child, any time has access to the Father. And I have authority. I'm not under what I'm going through. I have the authority of heaven. Amen. So the team is going to lead us and create a moment where I would love for us to sit and think about what communion means to us and has it changed the way we do life. Jesus, I pray that in this moment that you'd speak to us about our acceptance about our access and about our authority in you. In Jesus' name. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Life. If you have questions or want to contact someone about this message, visit lifenz.org.